0: College football playoff expansion is officially here, and it's going to be happening here in just two seasons. What that means for a team like Arkansas. We'll dive into that as well as give updates on the transfer portal and why it may be a pretty good sign, and then head into some weekend nonsense. It's all coming up here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 the Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Head over to Bet Online where the game starts. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. I'm having already a pretty uh, frustrating Friday. It's not too bad, though, because uh, not only if, again, you're looking at the YouTube page, Don't have the graphics up like we normally do because for some reason, Canva, the software I use, decided to go down again this week. So I've been really frustrated. So we're going to have to just bare bones it, if you will. And also I am battling some junk, man. Like it's that time of year. Flu is going around in Little Rock. I don't have the flu because I don't feel bad at all. It's just congestion. It's drainage and all that. So I've literally been medicating up. Cough drops have been my best friend. I have been taking DayQuil and NyQuil. I got this thing that I snort that ends up clearing out my sinuses really quick. I got plenty of water. I'm trying to do everything I can to try to make sure that I don't have an absolute coughing fit in the middle of the podcast. So bear with me. Hopefully we can make it through where I end up at least trying to make sense and I end up not completely and totally embarrassing myself on this podcast, or at least not any more than usual. So, but we've made it to Friday and there's a lot of things that I do want to talk about especially when it comes to the life of college football and some big news that happened that's not necessarily directly involving Arkansas, but will have an impact on every college football team. And that is the fact that college football playoffs have officially expanded. Starting not next year, but the year after that, we are going to have a 12-team playoff in college football. Now, to go over some of the details, on all of what that encompasses, what it looks like, and all of those things, essentially, what it's going to be is that you're going to have the six six highest ranked champions, conference champions, get automatic qualifiers. Then you'll have the next six highest ranked teams getting at large bids. You'll have bye weeks to the top four conference champions. So essentially, if uh, you were in the top four this year heading into this season, and you would get a bye week while the other teams would have to battle it out, so you get that extra week of rest. And then the first round uh, at, a, at a better seed. So if you have a higher seed in that first-round game, you get your game on your campus. So to give an example of what it would look like if today, at this, at this time, where the college football playoff rankings have been set, this is what it would look like. So you would have Clemson go to Penn State You'd have Tulane play at Ohio State. You'd have Kansas State play at Texas, or excuse me, Kansas State play at Tennessee. And then you'd have Utah play at Alabama. And then the winners of those games, when they play on campus, Penn State and Clemson, the winner of that plays Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Ohio State, Tulane, the winner of that plays USC in the Rose Bowl. The winner of uh, Tennessee and Kansas State plays Michigan in the Orange Bowl. Alabama and Utah winner plays TCU and the Cotton Bowl. Then after that, the winners of those games go to the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl, and then they go into a national championship. So that would be the way that it would be formatted this year. So it's pretty fun, honestly. It's really fun. I'm so glad that this is actually happening. There's so many people out there, surprisingly enough, that are against this. I don't know why. Um, I know that like there's some people that I've talked to that have said that it's about – Watering down the regular season, which I don't agree with because like, I mean, every single other league at every other level have more playoff teams than what college football has. And I don't think it's watered down the league or watered down the regular season. You know, the NFL has 32 teams and you get what, 16 teams into the playoffs. So you get about half. Do, do you feel like those regular seasons watered down because of that? I don't. And I don't think you should either. So I don't buy that argument that it waters it down. And the fact that conference champions, like this weekend, conference championship games don't matter. Except the only one that does matter is USC because they have to win in order to go. But all the other ones, if Georgia loses, they're still in no matter what. If Michigan loses, they're still in no matter what. And if TCU loses, they're still in no matter what. So it's like, yeah, the seating may change a little bit, but at the end of the day, what does it matter? Because as long as you are just in that position to where you went undefeated in the regular season, your conference championship game doesn't matter. So I don't know. I don't buy that at all. I don't think that that's the case as my dog. Sorry. is just going over there. Hey, don't do that. Sorry. (laughs) So he was chewing on something I didn't want to do anyways. So I I just, I don't buy that argument. I don't buy that argument that the fact that this is a situation where all of a sudden the regular season just becomes completely and totally uh, irrelevant and it ends up being, Bad for the sport, as some people say. So that's happening. It's here. There's no fighting it anymore. And now we can officially start looking ahead and seeing what playoffs are going to be like. And I was just thinking from the Arkansas perspective. Let's look at that from the Arkansas perspective. Do I believe that Arkansas is going to be in the college football playoff game here in the next few years? No, no. I mean, I don't have any evidence to say that. I hope so. That'd be awesome. And we'll see what Sam Pittman ends up doing. Maybe there's a year where they just turn it on and get it going. I mean, it could happen. I mean, look at Tennessee this year. No one really saw what they did coming, but you know, maybe it happens for a year, uh, some year at Arkansas. So future-wise, I don't really see any particular reason to say, hey, well, this is why Arkansas is going to make the playoff. That being said, this is not me looking down on Arkansas or having some sort of like self-hate or anything like that. I'm just being realistic. If I wanted Arkansas to play for a national championship, the best opportunity they will have is when it's a 12-team playoff, not a 14 playoff. Yes, you can go undefeated in the SEC. Yes, you can be in that 14 playoff. And yes, you could have a chance to win a national championship if Arkansas did that. But just looking at history and looking at some of the obstacles they'd have to overcome, the challenge of getting to be one of those four teams are extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. And even so, let's be honest. If it was between Arkansas, who, say, we'll just throw out a number, was 11-1, and one, or an Ohio State who was 11-1, and one, and neither team was an SEC champion for whatever reason, which team do you think that they're going to put in? Ohio State every time, or even to say if there were five power five teams that went undefeated and won their conference championship game, and Arkansas was one of those teams, I would, would I have full evidence that they would leave them out? I don't know. But if those other four teams were USC and Ohio State and Clemson and Texas, yeah. I could see them getting left out. Maybe I'm thinking too doomsday scenario, but I just, knowing history, knowing how Arkansas gets looked at, and knowing how they get treated, yeah, I think that they would get the raw end of the deal. I think they would get the shaft. But when a 12-team playoff happens, you're in. If you have only one loss in the regular season, you're in. And when you get in, you will have a chance to settle it on the field to find out if you're truly the national champion. Now, odds are you would probably have a rematch against another SEC team at some point in time. Maybe it was the team that beat you. But as we've seen many times in college football history, a team that has beaten one team in the regular season, when they faced each other in the national championship game, that other team ended up winning. Look at Alabama and LSU back in 2011. LSU beat Bama 9-6. to Alabama smokes LSU in the championship game. I think Florida, Florida State back in the 90s. Florida State beat Florida in the regular season. Then Florida beat Florida State in the national championship game. So there are examples of this happening, and, and it is possible to happen. But as a Razorback fan, you should be thrilled that it's going to 12 teams because that will be your best chance. Arkansas finishing in the top four after the conference championship season and everything, very unlikely but Arkansas finishing in the top 12 when conference championship season comes to an end. I could see it. I could see it. It's a better chance for them. And then to take it one step further, this is something that is going to impact everybody, but just looking at it from the Arkansas perspective, could you imagine having a playoff game in Fayetteville at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium? Could you imagine that? Because let's be real about this. The NCAA tournament in basketball, from the very get-go, you don't play at home. Like, when you play that final regular season game, that's your final game you're going to play in Bud Walton for that year. I mean, unless you go to the NIT, but we're talking about big boy basketball. That's the last chance you got. Baseball, you get your regionals and super regionals, host sites, Most cases, which is awesome, but when it comes down to the time that it matters the most, the big dog, Omaha, World Series, when you're on the biggest stage, you're not playing at home. But in this case, college football having a playoff game on campus in Fayetteville, could you imagine? Could you imagine the atmosphere, the electricity, the tailgating in mid to late December? the juice that would be flowing in Fayetteville, knowing that it is the biggest and most important sporting event to ever happen on your campus, where if you win that game, you are one, one game closer to possibly winning a national championship game. And you're facing off against another incredible opponent that's wanting to do the same thing. Now, again, Arkansas has to get there. That's a that's that's a long way down the road. I understand that. But just for the sake of fun, I think about if Arkansas was a, you know, throwing 6-7 C and they're playing on Ohio State team. Are you kidding me? Ohio State coming to Fayetteville or Notre Dame, a team like that? What about a Clemson? What about a USC? Hopefully it goes better than last time. Now, just think about all these different teams that you could play in Fayetteville and how awesome that would be. The premium price of tickets will be through the roof, but the everybody would be there. Sellout crowds. People would be outside the stadium tailgating like a mob scene, watching the games. The entire city of Fayetteville would be turned upside down when it comes to people staying there and hanging out there and going to the bars. It Just the electricity that would flow if that ever happened to Arkansas would be next level, and it's almost gives you chills just to think about it. It's a long way off. I know. It may never get to that point. I know. I I fully embrace that. But this is great for college football. It's great for Razorback football. And I just can't wait to see it. I just can't wait. How could you say no to having more quality games against quality opponents? I just don't see it. But good for them to finally get it done. And shout out to the Rose Bowl for finally doing something right instead of trying to be the biggest pain in everybody's rear end like they are every single time. I hate the Rose Bowl. I'd love to play in the Rose Bowl, but I hate the Rose Bowl. They still think that their traditions matter so much. No, get on this train or you're getting off. And I think that's pretty much what college football playoff says when they were holding them up. They're like, okay, well, here's the thing, Rose Bowl. Um, There's a lot of other venues around you. We'll just have it at instead. We got SoFi Stadium there in LA. We can do that. We got Vegas. So if you're not on board, we're leaving. And the Rose Bowl said, well, you know what? Let's be on board for this. (laughs) Smart decision there. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. So get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer to esports. They got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more over at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are locked on Razorbacks. Razorbacks. Daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so uh moving on to the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, I'm going to talk about a little bit transfer portal update for the Hogs, or at least player movements. I don't know how you want to put it because you know it's portal season, but not everybody's going into the portal. Some people go to the NFL. Some people just retire from football. You know, there's those elements too. So I don't really know what to call it uh so if you have a better name let me know but I just call it portal season just because everyone knows what you're talking about when you say portal season but Arkansas got some nice news yesterday with Jordan Dominic, the Razorback defensive lineman who had a really good year for Arkansas he is foregoing the NFL draft and he's returning to Fayetteville for a super senior season and he went for a uh, a public and it was very simple this is what I love It wasn't anything extravagant, some sort of hype video that was over the top and overproduced. It was simply him going on Twitter and saying, so with a Razorback football or with a uh, football emoji and a Razorback emoji. And then the gif of Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, I'll be back. Simple as that. He's coming back. And he was the transfer from Georgia Tech. He was actually the most productive pass rusher that Arkansas had on the D-line this year because he had six and a half sacks, which was third in the SEC and seven and a half tackles for a loss. Which were the third most on the team. Uh, his best game was against Missouri State, but uh, according to uh, Pro Football Focus, his 270 snaps were the sixth most along the Arkansas defensive line this season. But he led the unit with a 75.1 run defense grade and a 71.2 pass rush grade. So, had a really, really great year for Arkansas. And so, to get him back for experience sake, for talent sake, for depth sake is huge, especially on the defensive line, which we know. That in order to win in this conference and to be successful, trench play is the key. It is the number one key. So you need all the help that you can get. So that is huge to get him back. And I'm really just happy that he decided to stay. Now, I'm probably going to regret saying this. I'm I'm fully aware of it because as soon as I do it, it's all going to go to crap. And everybody's going to be yelling at me in the comments and going back to this video if I was wrong. So I'm probably going to jinx it. Just get ready for it. You can blame me. That's fine. That's fine. But that being said, we are pretty much a full week from players that have been at least publicly announcing they have entered into the transfer portal. Monday is when the portal officially opens up to where coaches can start contacting these portal guys too. But, You've seen around the SEC and around college football, A&M has had a mass exodus. BAM has had a pretty big exodus. Uh, a lot of other teams have had pretty significant exoduses. I don't think anybody of note to this point uh, has been any huge. Like, I remember last year, like, I don't, I can't remember if it was in the spring or in the fall, but like Jordan Addison, when he left, that was huge. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. But the point is, is like at this point in time, all these players know of whether or not they're going to enter the portal or not enter the portal. So at this point, Arkansas has been quiet in the portal. There's been some players that have entered into it, but really none of them have been perennial starters besides miles slusher and Reed Bauer. A lot of the guys that have entered into the portal, I think may have been asked to enter into the portal. I think that's a big part of it, but I think it's a little bit encouraging at least, especially like someone like Jordan Dominic, for him to come back another year. I think that's huge. I think that that's a, that's a big deal. And it kind of shows that there is a lot of belief in what Arkansas is doing and how they're trying to, to make it possible. So I'm encouraged, I guess is what I'm really trying to say. I'm encouraged by this at this point in time. And again, I may regret it because maybe this weekend it'll start coming unglued. Maybe on Monday when the portals officially announced that you can contact people, maybe that week starts getting out of control. Like that, all that stuff could possibly happen. I am fully embracing that fact. And I am not saying that it won't. I am just saying that when it comes to people saying that there was just going to be this mass exodus of Razorback players, everybody's going to be hitting the portal like crazy. We heard about that like, for the last couple of weeks on social media from a lot of people who are on Twitter and just say things sometimes, but I haven't seen it yet. Could be wrong, but I also feel like if everyone, if anybody had an indication that there was going to be a tremendous amount of players in the portal, then they would have entered into the portal already. You know what I'm saying? Like they wouldn't, if they knew if these people that were saying that there was going to be all these players leaving knew about it for real, then there wouldn't have been any hesitation. All those players just would have jumped in, no questions asked. Sam Pittman did a lot of exit interviews this week. So I think there's an element of where – that's why I think that there's a lot of those players that entered into the portal are entering in because they were asked to enter into the portal. So I think that that's definitely a thing. But I'm I'm fine with it so far. (laughs) Let's hope it stays that way. I'm fine with it so far. And hopefully Arkansas can go into the portal once again and wreck shop. They got some really great players last year. And we also got to hear some decisions from a few other players. Like I was thinking about uh, Dwight McLaughlin. Man, he'd be it'd be huge to get him back next year, you know. Um, I I think that he, I think he's coming back. I assume he is. But you know, those are the players where it's just like you never know, you never know how that's gonna happen. You know, running back. Not you're gonna have Rocket Sanders or anything, but I really hope Dominic Johnson comes back. I know he's been dealing with injury, but I hope he's back. Same with the uh, Rashad Dabinion. A.J. Green, if he left, I wouldn't be surprised, but I mean, he would be great if he's back too. You know what about uh, a Bryce Stevens? You know what, what does he end up doing? What about some of the offensive linemen? I know that they've been uh, they're going to be hosting some offensive linemen. They're going to need some help there too, because uh, from what I understand, Stromberg and Wagner are two starting offensive linemen that are for sure out. Luke Jones could return, but I've been hearing that he's just wanting to walk away from football. That's just what I heard from uh, his former coach at PA, Kevin Kelly. So we'll, we'll see if that stays in, in regard because he hasn't said anything publicly yet. But uh, Brady Latham and Bo Limmer are both going to be back, at least at this point in time. Tykeus Crawford looks like he'll be back again. So I know people, he was a backup, but they think that he can maybe take that next step. So offensive line, see how that goes. You know, defensive line. What about Isaiah Nichols and Zach Williams? They could return technically, but will they return? Uh, What about guys like, because I'd love to see Landon Jackson back. He's another one. I was really excited about and really liked what he brought. What about Torian Carter, who was hurt this year? Is he going to come back? So there's just all these players that we're just waiting and seeing how it goes. But so far, knock on wood, it's been all right for Arkansas. Let's hope it stays that way too. We'll get into the final segment here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast coming up next, so stay with us. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Got a little bit of uh, nonsense to get into as we head into the weekend. We know Razorback basketball is going to be facing off against San Jose State at Bud Walton tomorrow, so that'll be really fun to see how that goes down. See uh, how the Razorbacks look and look about Nick Smith and the continued progression that he's going through so really looking forward to that of course portal season is still going to go on i'm sure there'll be some uh movement there over the weekend too um razorbacks uh stuff besides that though is pretty pretty low key you know the college football as conference championships going on and honestly i don't think any of the four teams lose this weekend i know uh there's some chances of upset you never want to say it's a guarantee but i think georgia beats lsu cuz i don't think lsu is that good I think that Michigan beats, I guess, is it Purdue? Yeah, so they win that one. trying to think if USC, Utah, that that might be the biggest one where I could see it happening because Utah did beat USC earlier this year. So it could happen. Um, Then TCU playing Kansas State. TCU keeps winning. They've had a lot of close games, but if Kansas State ended up beating them, I wouldn't be shocked, but I still think TCU wins. So either way, it doesn't matter because those are the four teams that are going to be in. And if USC loses, then Ohio State's in. So it's just that's the only thing that would change or anything that would be different. So we got that. But also real quick, I want to share uh, an, an insane story. This is just more of a personal story that uh, I had happened to me yesterday. And so if you can just indulge me a little bit. So it, it was so weird i i've been going to uh, orange theory for about a year year and a half obviously it's been working so well but I've been doing it i've been trying to and and it's just here lately i think football season kind of got in the way too it's just been tough to really continue at it at the rate that I wanted to or at least you know maybe it was too much cardio and I want to do a little bit more lifting anyway that that part doesn't matter I'm going out and trying to find okay well Maybe there's another gym out there that I could check out and see what they got. So I kind of went around. Well, I remember that back before I did Orange Theory and back during COVID, I was an LA fitness member and they, I, I remember something where I was like, okay, then I went to Orange Theory and I always meant to cancel LA Fitness, the membership, but I never did. I kept forgetting about it. It was dumb of me. I just, it just was out of sight, out of mind. So it was only like 25, 30 bucks a month, but It's just one of those things where I'm like, but then I remember, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm still a member there. I'll just go back there and check it out and see if I can make sure that uh, I can be a member still and just start working out there in addition to doing Orange Theory. So I go there yesterday and it's called something else now. It's like eSports or eSportiva, something like that. I don't know, but it's the same, same setup. It's just a different name. So I go in there and I'm like, hey, you know, want to make sure that I can still come in there, make sure I'm still a member. They look up my phone number. They're like, yes, you are. I was like, okay, so what I need like a little tag or something like that to check in. They're like, well, you can just download the app and you can use the first five digits of the credit card that's on file to log in. And once you do that, you just come in and scan. I was like, okay, well, what credit card's on file? And they're like, well, it's this one. It's an American Express. I don't have an American Express credit card. Oh, well, it's American Express is the one, right? That ends in these four digits. No, no, it's not my credit card. There like, oh. go. Well, yeah, you changed it over in May. I haven't been here in over a year. I have not walked through this door. So I did not change anything. And they kept checking to make sure it was my account. And it was, it was my address, it was my phone number, it was my name, all of that. So they go, we go back into the history for the credit card being used. Now my credit card was on file, but my credit card had expired back in May. That credit card that I had used. And so when, so this, some other credit card got put on file, but it wasn't mine. And I said, what was the last time I checked in here at the gym, according to your record? She said, this morning. So someone, not me, has been using my gym membership, using my name and everything, checking in almost every day to this gym. And when my credit card expired, they used somebody else's credit card. To continue to pay for it, so I didn't pay. I haven't paid for it since May, but they were using my identity and using someone else's credit card because I doubt it's theirs for the gym membership and have been going. So this freaked me out. So they put a stop on it when the next, when the person comes in to try to check in. They're going to check an ID and, and all of that. But it was a wacky, crazy story, and I it's kind of started making me mad because I'm like, I want to know who this is. I haven't found out yet whenever they, he checks in or she or whoever checks in next, um, they're going to be able, they're going to call me whenever that happens to let me know that who it is and what happened and they're going to stop it. But I'm like, I kind of want to like, <laughs> there needs to be a little bit more punishment more further than that. Cause someone's stealing my identity, but it was just a really weird story that I had happened to me yesterday. And it's been weighing on my mind and kind of frustrating to me and everything too. But I just—it's just wild, wild that people what the, the the hula hoops they'll go through to try to do this. And I was like, I would even understand it if he kept using my credit card. I would even understand it if you know there maybe there's some sort of reason why he was using my identity, as if like maybe there's some sort of legal thing. I don't know, but like this to me, I'm like you're you're going to this extent to for a gym membership for thirty bucks a month that's weird. And I'm really upset. And this is something that uh, I'm going to continue also to press the gym about. I'm really upset in the fact that when you scan your ID at that gym, your face pops up on their computer screen. So when this person was checking in with my identity and login, my picture still kept popping up. So if, the so, if this guy looks nothing like me again, we don't know what he looks like or anything, but if this person looks nothing like me, if it's a you know, a female or if someone of a different race or someone that just is old, whatever it is, I'm gonna have, be having major issues with that gym. And we're, and I don't know what'll happen, it's not like I'm gonna have some veiled threat, I don't know, but I'm like, my picture has shown up every single time this guy's logged in, and none of nobody was like, huh, yeah, that doesn't look like him at all. Wild story, wild story. I'll keep you updated because I know you're waiting with bated breath on how that was all going to play out. But just a weird, weird old story heading into the weekend, that is for sure. Appreciate everybody listening into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNabors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Next Monday, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you then.